and I, I just, I took this fucking cup and I just, I winged it at the door that was next to me in my, in my porch, in my parents' house. This door is a multi-paneled door with like little glass panes that are separated by wooden separators, right? Uh, Well, the, it didn't, I didn't break one of the glass panels, but it hit one of the middle wooden panes at the perfect angle to bounce right back at me and clip me in the forehead with the edge of the cup at nearly the same speed that I had just thrown at the door. The door was like two feet from me, so like it was an immediate rebound. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Emerging Game Podcast, episode 290. Big number. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Neo Ayoshi, joined by some cool dudes. Trip Zero. What's up, everybody? It's Trip Zero. <laughs> Felix Ergood. The, the, the guy whose voice went just started going out like he was like, he, dude, Neo sounded just then like he was at the fucking drive through of a Wendy's and he was trying to talk and the machine was cutting out. <laughs> You were bringing it, it, really it cut out. You're it fine now, me. but it just <laughs> right. what we heard was welcome to the mm, podcast. <laughs> oh shit! Do I have to do it over again? No. Do I have to start over? It's no, it's, no it, it's we're good. We're here. We're going. This is the Emerging um, Gamer podcast. In case this is the quarantine vibe, baby. It's quarantine vibe. Yeah. Um, if you guys like the show, rate us on iTunes, subscribe Definitely. on YouTube, and follow us on all the the socials. We're on Twitter. We're on all those hot spots that you guys you know you kids hang out in these days whatever that hey like our be. facebook subscribe page. there like our facebook page do like that. our facebook page uh, Smash do we that do like it we, do we want them to do we want to go to facebook really it's it's debatable it's I debatable don't i don't know it's there. All conspiracy theories and boomers is there really anything I, there for them i care more about youtube so if you if you listen if you want to check yeah, us out definitely. on youtube definitely do youtube do youtube um it's been a fun week. Uh, lots to talk about today. We're going to talk about a topic of difficulty and is it important? But before we do that, yes, the topic is not difficult to talk about. The topic is difficulty. <laughs> difficulty. <laughs> In what, games. What, what, what does it mean when you call something normal? Yeah. What's normal? The, mode? Right. Normal mode. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's the focus for the topic. It's not just generally having a discussion about difficulty like. What does it but mean? Have you been broadsided that, by by a normal mode? Before that, Felix. Wait, do we want to start with you, Felix? Because no, the, my, my part of the discussion leads into the final discussion. So cool. Yeah. Trip zero. What up? What up, man? Uh, well, things that I've been into personally, um, still doing the Stardew thing. I know I kind of just recap that every week. Still grinding, still grinding. It's the dead of winter. Uh, the dead of winter. I'm going to enunciate my words. Um, so I'm feeling the seasonal depression in uh, in Stardew Valley, just like I did in real life. Um, so, oh, so in the game, in the timeline of the game, you're in dead of winter. I'm in the winter right now, yes. Um, and, and part of my, my 100% goal for this game is that I have to, I have to buy a couple things that are very expensive. And uh, the most expensive thing in the game is an item that actually prevents like weeds 
on your farm from growing, which is great and saves you time. It prevents uh, fences from degrading, which is also great and saves you time. It just it's it's an incredible purchase. This thing costs ten million dollars to buy. And to put that into perspective, what? after uh, three in-game years uh, and the the winery business I've got set up, I can pull in about four hundred thousand a week. So it's a it's a little bit of a of a grind to get to ten million to buy this clock. I'm assuming you can just, if you wanted to, you could just get a GTA shark card to pay for that. No, oh god, no, not in not in Stardew Valley. <laughs> no, that sir. Game is, that game is pure. It's a pure game. I knew you were going to say the word pure because if you didn't, I was going to say the same thing. Yes, there are no microtransactions. No, no uh, Stardew Valley uh, cre- lines of credit. You could float yourself and your character there to scoop this stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's the main goal. Like there are things that I can accomplish in the meantime, but I'm trying to earn that. Uh, the winter also kills another source of my income. I had pigs. I, I don't I don't I still have pigs, but they are inside my barn right now. Oh. The pigs just don't come outside in the winter because it's cold. And when pigs aren't outside, they don't sniff out truffles. And if pigs aren't finding truffles for me, I can't turn them into truffle oil and make tons of money for free. So winter's slow. And uh there are things that I'm accomplishing during my stream time while playing uh Stardew Valley, but I'm starting to get the itch to like explore something else or have some more excitement in my days, right? So uh, Monday and Tuesday, uh, later on in the night for the past or for the last like hour or two of my stream time, I've been switching into Final Fantasy 14, which I've been playing in my off time to catch up because I've been playing this game literally since 1.0. Not consistently, though, very like the like whatever is below casual is me with this game up until this past year. Um, and I know I've mentioned people in the, in the, in our amazing community, uh, that have helped out with this and it's just been, it's been really, really great getting into it. And 14 is an MMO that I like because of all of its unique systems that let you do whatever you want in the game, but also with like an element of realism and, uh, and also ease of accessibility. Uh, like if you want to change your job, you just change your weapon. You don't have to like create a new character. You don't have to play the story quest again. You just, you swap your weapon and you are a new character and you can have the entire like experience zero to level 80, which is the cap with that character. So it's a really, really cool and accessible system. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, ripping the main story, leveling up a, uh, another um, DPS character, another damage dealing character to kind of move through the story with. And it's been great, man. I've been really, really feeling the, uh, feeling the grind. I'm getting super into it to try to earn every little bit of experience so I can catch up my new character to where my like story level requirement is. So I can just pick up right where I left off with the new guy, the new samurai that I'm playing. That's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, dude. I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you're changing it up. And I, I was in your stream last night Mm -hmm. watching you play the story. You're at a great point of Stormblood, um, which I actually like a lot. Like I, I think, that's definitely one of the best expansions that they've done aside from Shadowbringers, which you're, you're going to get to eventually. Yeah. I've heard um, the quality just goes up as the expansions kind of come out. They've, they've over time, they get way less convoluted, way less confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't even remember what happened during heaven sword, which was like the second expansion. I want to say first expansion. Yeah. It's, it depends on on your perspective. Some people, excuse me, some people call Heavens were the first expansion, but technically like a realm reborn is the rebranding 
of the game when they re- when they revamped right. everything. You could call that an expansion because you have Final Fantasy fourteen, a Realm Reborn. It's all semantics. I think I sit on the on the fence of saying Heaven's Word would be the first expansion. It's like the second story, but the first expansion to the game. That's where I would. What I'm it. really excited for you, Trip, is once you get to the point where you're at the same level as like Rowan and Jay. These are two people in our server who are pretty much like full out. They're doing above, full in game at, like, at, like at the end. Like they're done all the content. They're 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 in you know end game full on end game for the MMO. I, I too have end game characters. I don't play as constantly as those guys do, but like I will reactivate my account if you are end game ready and like we can all just like grind some dungeons together, like the four of us. Yeah. Like that would be well, like fucking awesome. My uh, my dragoon, my dragoon class is level eighty, which was part of the reason for why I wanted to switch to something else because uh, my character is level eighty and I am halfway through the second expansion with a third expansion to go i didn't want to rip through all that and waste the experience that i'd be earning playing the story i want that to work for me mm-hmm. so i was like let me get another character to the same level and just like i'm playing through it anyway i'm gonna earn this you know i'm gonna just earn the, the level up as i go so i'm geared up actually on my dragoon and i have bought the the highest level gear i can get for him before i have to earn from raids so you I hit, like you hit 80 before finishing Shadowbringers or yes. even playing Shadowbringers. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You must have just like only played Dragoon doing everything. Exactly. That's, a, that's exactly what I did. I did all my roulettes every day. I got all my um, my daily experience bonuses. I just played Dragoon. That was wow. It. Wow. But okay. I'm geared to go into raids like I am the the. Like Destiny has power level. Every game has like its its item level, whatever. I'm the item level in Final Fantasy to do the newest current raid and just do whatever the minimum requirement is for that. I'm there on my Dragoon. And I haven't done a single raid. I haven't done the original Realm Reborn raids. I've done no like true endgame content. And and I know I, I'm excited too, because it's always it's funny because now I love that, that like challenging experience. If you're going to go back now and do like a Realm Reborn raids or any of the other like massive content, like, you know, events that they have, you, you're just going to w- like get in there and everyone's just going to be like steamrolling it. Like it's yeah. until you get to the more, you know, 80 level stuff, you're not you're going to just you're not going to be able to experience those fights in their purest form, which I is know. unfortunate. Um, I know. People just steamroll it for like the, the weekly credit and like right. all that good stuff. You know what I mean? But like. Yeah, like like the eighty, the level. There are newer ones, like the uh, near automata ones, are like, I don't know how current they are still, but those are like the latest ones. Right. Um, you'll be able to experience those, get legit gear that is good for you, um, to upgrade to, which is yeah. you'll have you'll have fun with that one. Once you get there, man, you just gotta you just gotta push I on. I know. Do you think you're I gonna know. do it this time? You think you're gonna you think you're gonna get there? Yeah, my my goal is to be uh, through. Shadowbringers by the summer when Endwalker comes out, so I can be current for that. That's my goal, dude. Are we all going to be playing Endwalker at the same time? I, it, I mean, it sounds like a possibility. It's definitely, it's a goal of mine. I want to, I want to play a current expansion. Cool. I've never had that experience in Final Fantasy fourteen. I've always been like, like going in with up. like, like the part, like going in with the rest of the population. Yep, 
Yep, that's... I've always been been playing catch up, so it's it's, exciting. An, it's an experience, man. Like it's a it's a whole. Oh, you thing. Know, uh, you know me with with Destiny. Like it's I want the Destiny version of this. I want to experience that. And good news so. is, is our community has a Final Fantasy fourteen version like, of base. Like we have yeah. like a like a group of people that do this, which is awesome. Rowan, Rowan's like the me of of Destiny, but for Final Fantasy. It's true. It's definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> um so, does that make yeah, it's mean great, i'm the me of rowan that is of you for fallout is that what yes. i am yep that's what correct you yeah, that exactly. is correct one thousand percent. if i was like shit i have so many fallout 76 questions i need a feel i need felix yeah. i could need to talk to felix you're you're the yeah. me of rowan of felix of monster hunter neo that's, that's what right. you are that's people right. are people are yeah. was that a trans that was a segue wasn't it sounds like it it's good segue. it's a good segue. Before I do talk about Monster Hunter, um, are you not playing Metal Gear Five anymore? This is an important question. We talked about it last week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, gave I, need, up. I need clarification. I thought about it, uh, and I haven't touched it since. Um, All right, uh, you know that's fine. We'll we'll get you there. We'll get you there. It'll happen. Look, look, look. look it's 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 not my PlayStation Five is in my room right now. My bedroom. I was in there when the weather was cold during the winter a lot. Uh, things are really nice now, so I, I like to get out of my room where uh, where I like the room. I have like a, a little heater. My house is freezing. It's very situational, right? So that was perfect. It was it was perfect to line up in there. Um, I have a situational. For that. It's like nothing personal. Computers like I have. You know, I have five computers in my room. My heat. My room is hot as fuck. It's hot as hell in here. Sorry, go on, yeah. go on. No, no, that's it. It's just it's nothing personal. Um, I will be playing the game again. I've started to watch The West Wing before sleeping instead of playing games. So it just I I I waver through my bedtime ritual, and and that last week was just it was the moment. It was the moment that it had to happen. And then obviously, if you listen to the last episode, which I highly recommend that you do out there, um, I was hit pretty fucking hard by this intro. So I have a lot to chew on still in my brain and we'll, we'll get back there. We'll get, we'll get a venom snake moving through Afghanistan for sure. I can't wait. I can't wait till you like play through it. Just a little bit more, just a little bit more. Are you guys, but are, um, you, are you guys pleased with the casting of um, Os- Os- Oscar Isaac as a snake? Yeah, I'm okay with it. I, is, I think I'll do it. I think I'll do a good job. I'm embarrassed to say that I haven't followed this uh, because when I was, when I was younger, uh, probably in my like early teens, there was always rumors of, of Metal Gear movies. And I've been just burned like that. The wait for a Metal Gear movie is longer than my wait for the Final Fantasy seven remake. Oh, so which you don't you're think gonna it's be real talking about. You don't think it's real? No, I think it's real. I just don't know if we're going to have it be real the whole time that we are alive. It was Oscar Isaac, correct? It was, yeah. yeah, but like, there's it's it's weird because this situation is different because there is an actual project team on it. Jordan Vote Roberts is the director and like writer of the movie, and he has Kojima as a producer. Like, it's definitely possible that it's happening. Yes, yes. I just i I've uh, subscribed to a a model of hands off. When it comes to that, I'm just going to let it happen. So I've just, I just, I'm not aware of the news. I'm not up to date. That's until I see a trailer. It's not real at this point for me. Well, you know I'm, who I'm Oscar Isaac is, right? Yes, yes. That that's a fine choice for me. Yeah, he's a really good actor. Yeah, I mean, he's also cast as Moon Knight. 
Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The, the most important thing about Oscar Isaac is, does he also look good blonde? This is important. Does he also look good is- as a 60-year-old president, ex-president? Does he also look good? You know what I mean? Like These are all questions that you need answered when it comes they'll, to the casting they'll, of they'll make him. They'll make him look good. Okay, cool. Well, how do you because- how do you know? Okay, one qualif- uh, uh, qualification. Do do we know that this is not is going to be a remake of one of the games, or if it's just going to be another entry in the canon? I think they're doing Metal Gear Solid. They're doing one. the original game. Okay, I believe so. I, I think um, that would be a good move. Like it's it's yeah, the most grounded so. in reality. It's, it's a good espionage thriller. Like, like I could, I, like back in the day, I pictured like Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible style, doing the Metal Gear mission. Like in my brain, that was like who I pictured as like the Solid Snake doing Mission Impossible shit in metal in like the Metal Gear story. Right? Like that's just where my brain went it's, two years ago. It will be very strange to watch this the day that it comes out. Uh. And not hear David Hader's voice. David Hader, yeah. It's going to be very, very weird not to hear that. Right. It's it's iconic at this point. I mean, when I, for when, sure. when I went to when I went to Assassin's Creed, the, I expected them to do what they did, which was this is another assassin in the world of other assassins. Right. You know, this is not mm, the story of any, this is not the story of any of the games. So mm-hmm. I'm just curious as to what they're going to do. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Snake's character. Well, the reason why his ADR at all with with, with David Hader. You know what I was going to say? I was going to say Trip because of the reason you're worried about. Like you're like, am I going to be able to listen to this other person play this character in this thing? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it happened with with Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm-hmm. They put Jack another Bauer. another guy in the role. It's Keith Sutherland. Sutherland. Oh, Keith Sutherland. Does it. Yeah. I mean, that's um, all right for you. But there's it's a not, reason. For it. But it it is what it is, there's, you know. There you is play a, the game for that. <laughs> um, I don't want to spoil that for you though. Sure. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, I heard people have. I don't know the reason, but there's like people always say that. There's always like a wink, like, but there's a reason. You'll see. Yeah. That's I, I, I always hear that. Else. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Yes, uh, Monster Hunter. Let's talk about Monster Hunter. I played. I started Monster Hunter Rise this past weekend. Oh. Came back to streaming. It was a great time. Um. I. I didn't, I was gone for like three months and I'm back and that was great. Everyone, everyone was having a great time. Um, Monster Hunter Rise. What, okay, what is it? So Tell me what it is. The, is it-, it is the next of the series of Monster Hunter games. It's not a sequel. The only sequels are like Generations 1, 2, and 3 and Monster Hunter Ultimate for the PSP. Like these are all disconnected, but connected through the world and the monsters that you fight there's no story yeah you're never really playing this for the story right you're playing this for the for the monster hunting action the combat and the experience of fighting these giant monsters right um and the co-op because the games the game has a great co-op loop great co-op experience to it um monster hunter rise is a really good game it is fantastic i am I want to say like six to eight hours into it already. Um, They have performed. It's, it's almost like they took the complaints of world that people had and they said, okay, we hear you. Let's see what we can do about this. And they did it. 
for, for the most part so far they fixed the co-op issues where you want in world when you want to play a co-op mission with friends well this friend hasn't seen the, the monster yet so they have to go into the mission solo unlock the cutscene that introduces the monster because the monsters are a huge part and then your friends can join in well thankfully rise goes no here are your co-op missions queue up with your friends here and then fucking kill monsters just do it nice. do whatever you want um the loading times for the nintendo switch are fantastic i can go between parts of the town instantly like it's fantastic like you just you move between them and your friends join your lobby and you can all just hang out in the town this, this wasn't really a thing before like is this an exclusive um, game for the switch or is it uh on other consoles? it is currently only on the switch it's currently a switch exclusive uh rumor has it it will be coming out on pc next year but here's the thing there are reasons why i don't think this will make a good pc game um we mm. have fr- I, we have friends that say oh i'm just gonna wait to pick it up on pc but um the game is clearly designed for a mobile a like handheld system like the switch um textures are downscaled uh the detail in the world is definitely pulled back from from monster hunter world uh monster hunter world features like lots of lush environments full of like lots of bugs flying around deep like you know yeah it was i remember it was it was like it really visually popped when when i when it came out on the ps4 i definitely remember that in world you if you're in a forest like you feel like you're in a forest like there is things are sparkling and it's misty and just yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's Um, engrossing they got rid of the um these like little spirit fly bugs like i forgot what they're called they're like little oh yeah they're not are there it's like it's not fireflies a pyrefly something like that they help you track the monster in the world those things i'm sorry i just don't remember the name name right now my computer froze for a second are we good are we good you're good we lost you for a second can you hear me Mm -hmm. we hear you now all right cool yeah yeah my my screen is like kind of froze um but everything is like pulled back in this version of the game um and you can tell like you can tell it's like not as like deep deeply detailed um as like, i'm sure when you're when you're when you're you know in handheld mode it's not really an issue right like you don't you're not sitting there being like i miss the blades of grass they're not as many or something right a hundred percent and and for the most part the character models are still really freaking good looking like mm-hmm. they still look like they're from monster hunter world everything looks good like i uh, I it's I by no see... a bad looking game yeah yeah i just and, and compared to the to world is really what you're saying is the is the metric here right um, I did right. see a tweet by um, by Char. Uh, he is, you know, just a streamer, uh, but he loves Monster Hunter and he loves Pokemon. And he tweeted out saying that it's disappointing to think about Pokemon Legends looking the way that it does, knowing how good Monster Hunter Rise looks. Yeah, knowing like that Capcom released this game because people I was one of the people asking for. I love Monster Hunter World. Put it on Switch. I will play mm-hmm. this on Switch. And they did it. They well, they literally go. Well, they said yes. We'll this is this is a return to form for Monster Hunter because the console release on PS4 that's the odd one out. Like Monster Hunter, right. for the most part, has been a, a handheld staple. The Nintendo DS, mm-hmm. the 3DS, those yeah, were the consoles that, that Monster Hunter, yeah, they really uh, existed on. Monster Hunter is one of the most popular games in Japan. It like hand like full stop. Like it People is take four days off of work for for this sell. release. Like everyone. 
it was reported last week a company realized people were taking off work um the friday that rise was coming out and the 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 the, the executives realized this and said you know what take friday off no work on friday <laughs> we declare can you imagine can you imagine yeah. like it's raid day the, the the deep stone crypt drops today oh everyone go home grind up your destiny character it's raid time you got to go yeah everyone's like i'm the canceled i'm the only one left at work after everyone goes home to play destiny and they're like felix <laughs> what, what what are you doing and I'm like they sh- they would uh, shun you for not playing monster I'm, I'm like, co- I, gave collecting up, I gave up on that shit in crota dude no 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 i'm like i'm collecting scrap and fallout go home and do that yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can have a scrap day you scrap for day. your scrap day yeah but um going back to like the improvements that rise introduces because it does improve on world a lot. And it's incredible that it does that for a switch game. They add a new companion, the dog, the Palamutes, and you can ride them. You can do active. You can do, uh, actions on the dog, like, um, like sharpen your sword (laughs) while riding. What I know it's a weird thing, but like most of the time, like there's lots of like breaking points when fighting a monster. Like it's not just you're fighting a monster for 30 minutes. Like the monster will fight you. Another monster may join in and fight too. Then the monster leaves and you have to continue to track it. Right. Like these are, there's like a progression to these fights that occur. Um, but now that progression is kind of like condensed because you can ride this dog and sharpen your sword drink potions while riding collect items while riding like um all these kinds of like things that you weren't able to do in so a world you can be more mobile while you're like prepping your character for like the second wave attack or whatever right while you're getting ready to attack make the yeah make your next attack yeah also they the verticality um there was verticality in world um like like levels did go up and you would climb walls and stuff but now they added a new uh, wire bug maneuver, which is kind of turns you into like Spider-Man a little bit. So you have the ability to just like, like use this like wire, like, you know, whip thing. And mm-hmm. it, you can attach to walls and run up, just go vertical on any surface. And now you can reach places that you probably wouldn't have been able to reach in like world for sure. Um, and then you can just go anywhere you want. You can skip entire parts of the level to get to the monster you don't have to like follow a path you can do whatever you want in this case um they have changed the combos of existing weapons uh by combining it with this wire bug attack like um before like uh, for the long sword for an example because this is the, the weapon i'm most familiar with mm-hmm. you would build up your meter right like you, you with the long sword you build up like a like a meter till, till it hits red essentially and once you hit red, you can unleash the the attack and like kind of release the the meter, the gauge, and then perform like your ultimate damage dealing attack. Um, in this one, it combines it with the wire bug and it adds new attacks with the wire bug. So I'm now using the wire bug to whip myself onto a monster and then perform my attack. And okay. not only that, they added the ability to swap out those attacks. So now I can actually change the combos that I'm doing, which is like not an actual thing that Monster Hunter has ever done before. Yeah, um, just they, are, they are, right? Combos. What? They, they just are what they are, right? The combos, you just learn yeah, them and then that's they, it. Like, they improve them over... I, 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 I'm not familiar with like anything before World, unfortunately. Like I'm not mm-hmm. the go-to guy. But as far as I know, 
weapons have been the weapons for a while plus and minus some improvements but now you're like actually changing out the actual combos that you can do and like make it how you want to make it like you can do what you can you can make the weapons how you want them to behave for you um the bow for example they added a melee attack to the bow and they added like different like power-ups to it that like make it a different experience like Mm. i am more mobile now using the bow than i was in world like it's it's a cool yeah it's it's just a really cool experience um that they've definitely taken into consideration people's feedback for world and not just like take feedback for the sake of feedback right like you don't want developers to just listen to the people and go we're gonna we're gonna make these changes because we know that people want this that doesn't always make for a fun experience right like right destiny is a good example of of that for sure right you don't people throw suggestions at them daily right so of what to change yes they certainly do right (laughs) they definitely took what was important and they implemented it and it was it's good um on the other hand though i don't know if this is a product of me just being a veteran now of monster hunter world but the game does overall seem easier and i don't know if this leads into our topic of the show but like the game does feel like I am fucking running circles on, on these monsters. Maybe I'm too early in the game still. I'm playing two-star missions, and and that's a very early difficulty for mm-hmm. these missions. Who knows right now? But me and Rowan were playing this game last night, and we were just like making, we were just making fools of these monsters, guys. I'm just let me tell you, it was, it was a great time. You feel like a badass playing this game. Hmm. Um, so yeah, know, it'll yeah. be interesting to see if the difficulty spikes for you at all or if it's your your skill from previous games it just kind of gives you the the edge yeah i mean there's there's a lot of mobility improvements using these wire bugs like for example you get knocked on your ass a lot in monster hunter world like a monster hits you that is literally a whole animation of you flying backwards rolling and then having to get back up Mm -hmm. but with your wire bug skill you can now trigger it and then pull yourself back to your feet right away and away from the monster to re- like to kind of get your bearings back sure. so you're in a constant state of movement and it's it feels good it feels way better than than like breaking the breaking of the combat when it comes to world like you getting knocked on your ass in world it, it stops your flow of whatever kind of like you know attack your attacks you were performing but now I get hit in my ass. I fucking pull myself to my feet again and I'm just getting right back into the fight. It's it's cool. Like it the game does a lot to make you feel like you're still in control of the fight. I I can't I can't express enough how like great this is probably one of the the you know, this is the sequel to Monster Hunter World that I would have asked for. Yeah. Um, and portable. Uh, and portable. And that's what I wanted from World. But when World came out, I was like, and the Switch came out, because that was like around the same time actually. Um I wanted this like please give this to me portably i want to take this with me wherever i go mm-hmm. uh granted we're not going much of anywhere right now but um, <laughs> yeah right it's it's a good game they they made a good sequel to world i don't know if you would call this a sequel a good monster hunter sequel yeah um and it's worth it like i think anyone out there on the fence about it i think you should try it like for sure nice. um i'm excited to just get back into i haven't been excited about playing a game like hardcore about this in a long time mm-hmm. and it's good. That's dope, it's man. Really good. So you said you're about like halfway through, you think? No, I'm probably like a quarter of the way through. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm only on my, I'm, I'm just getting into two star missions. Um, because like I said, like 
they split the single player missions up with the multiplayer missions. Um, it makes it a lot easier to join up with friends and get your friends in the game, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Um, but yeah, there's just more stuff to do. Apparently, it is a it is kind of a shorter game than World, which is okay. They've also already announced content drops for April and June. Um, so we do know we're getting more, more. Mo- they just they're just gonna keep releasing. They did this with World. You're just gonna keep throwing more monsters in there, um, different experiences. Um, but overall, like, it's good, man. The, even the even the right. even the cooking system, which is where all the cats cook for you. I you remember, remember that from World. Yeah, <laughs> the cats you couldn't have them cook meals to buff your character. What are they called? The Palicos. Palicos. Yeah, because yeah, you're, you're fucking. And they're friends. great. They're pals. They're pal cat yeah, 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 yeah. Which i watched the i watched the monster hunter movie a few weeks ago and oh, jesus it's not I great forgot, it's not a great movie forgot that it was a thing oh it's, it oh, it's a thing um yeah, milla jovovich is the queen of adapting like video, like, game video games though. into shitty movies <laughs> yeah um it's not a great movie but what they do well pretty well is is they recreate a lot of the weapons like looks and feel in the in the in the movie and they literally scene for scene uh copy the animation of the cats cooking they do like that's, the whole scene ridiculous and mila jovovich <laughs> is just watching this cat oh cook, my god just like you would do in monster hunter world i it, didn't think they were going to go there i thought they were going to have it be super like you know edgy and realistic and dumb it's it's a dumb plot but it it, it is dumb but yeah. they do well, when i say dumb i mean like you know how they like i don't know taking themselves too seriously is what right. i would put under the category of dumb for that kind of a movie you know like right. guns and seriousness and like oh big monster when the game is like the game's goofy and silly and like hey you're fighting monsters but cats are cooking for you like that's the vibe you know it, it, this that is literally the moment in the movie where you go okay this is real stupid you think that movie, i'm glad they added the scene considering yeah. all you spoke of about the popularity of this game in japan do you think that mm-hmm. movie was made for american audiences anyway you think it was made? Yeah, for- I do. Oh, because you really the main, do? the main cast of characters is yeah, the main cast of characters are like Marines that were sucked into the Monster Hunter world. Okay, so it had a very That's American. Like a- it was like a it was a an Americanized like an Americana version of of the world yeah. of Monster Hunter. Yeah, and I don't want to talk about the movie right now because the game you is like way, but. Um, the movie does not a whole lot to. It sets up a sequel, by the way. It does set up Jesus, like really like more of that movie. But um, the game's where it's at. The game doesn't take itself seriously, like like at all. Like even this one. Um, oh shit! The soundtrack in this game in Rise, absolutely beautiful. It's a gorgeous <laughs> soundtrack. They have this like vocalized song that they play like constantly in the background, and you can. You can actually go to like your you have a house cat who's in your house in this game and he like and it's in the it's in world also and he can change the background music for different areas mm-hmm. so like you can actually like switch out the music you hear while you're in town um, and the food of choice for this game is dango which is a delicacy in Japan of like little, little stick with the three balls you ever see those three mm-hmm. colored like I have, balls? yeah yes. and um, in world, you would just make it, and it would like give you like a like a stamina and health buff, and maybe like an elemental resistance. In this game, you can actually like specialize it a bit more and pick like, okay, I want to gather more materials, I want to make more money, and I want my buddies to get more of a level boost when I'm in in the fighting. And you have all kinds of like choices like this, and it actually 
it's way better because when you're exploring the areas of the monsters, you actually pick up stealth, um, health and stamina boosts in the world. Like you get all, you get more from like exploring the world in this sense. I'm sure it's kind of difficult to explain that, but no, I know what you're saying you, 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 the benefits are wider if you, if you take the time to do it, but the game is, looks like it's like funneling you to do that, to be rewarded by it. So it's like a nice right. little, little loop. There, there really is a lot to love about this game. Like I, I cannot stress it enough. Um, I think I've, I think I covered everything I wanted to cover about it. Um, but this is pretty much the game I'll probably be playing for like the next couple weeks for sure. Nice. Um, I'm loving it. Got a bunch of people in the discord playing it. It's a good time. Like, uh, where we're convincing quail quails watched me stream last night and he was stressing out because he wasn't going to get this game. And now it's like, a, <laughs> it's Man, like a whole I'm real excited. I'm really Speaking excited of people convincing someone to play a game. Mm, yes. What, what is it? Do you like that transition? Do you like that? It was a great transition. That's solid. I'm not, I'm, Neo, if you're not done, you can continue talking. <laughs> I, I don't think I have anything more about it. I just don't want to sound like I yeah. was like trying to interrupt because I was bored because I'm not. Like, I know nothing about Monster Hunter. So, like, it's good to hear that stuff. Do, do you know more now that I've talked about it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's I'm all actually, I actually might done. watch that. I might watch that movie just to see what's going on there. But. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you should watch it and tell me what you think. I would love I'll to hear about that. Yeah. I'm going to watch it just for the cat scene. Yeah. Th- now it's I want to see the, the five Palicus. seconds. Um, yeah, you guys somehow you squeezed it out of me like a fucking like I'm a rotten lemon. You managed to squeeze out. Uh, like an uh, like. Why an are you inch- rotten? Regular lemons can and, just be squeezed just fine. Right. 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 Um, but you managed to convince me to pick up a Final Fantasy game. Um, nice. Let's I, go, I, I mean, dude. Let's it, go. One, man. I, I'm going to go further and say that it was you combined with the fact that PlayStation like offered it for free. I, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, if we had to put this on one thing specifically, the game was literally free to download on PS Plus. But so. in, in, in defense of that statement, I w- uh, or in defense of the, uh, the opposition to that statement, I will say that prior, long prior to that game being released, I considered it. Because you guys spoke really highly way back in the day. Um, oh, yeah. On, it is, it is um, a formative game for yeah, many of us. Yeah. So you spoke highly of that, and I had a conversation in my own head about, like, since it's going to be updated graphics, and I'm not going back to, like, traditional turn-based. Because you guys did emphasize, once it did come out and you were talking about it, you did emphasize that the turn-based is not uh, full turn-based, where it pauses, stops... And says, pick your next character, yeah. and then you wait for the boss to fight back, and then you yeah. fight, and then, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah, true turn base would mean that everything has a turn, literally. Yeah. Uh, the, the enemies kind of do their own thing, you do your own thing. I'm sure there are, are hidden mechanics that time everything, but it's, it's not at all a traditional, like... Right. Like, there was a point in Final Fantasy X um, where you could, like, hit a shoulder button and literally see, like, a panel slide out and look at everyone in a right. row if you see all your, all your all your players like the enemies you know like monster a monster b whatever and then like your your teammates again uh-huh. you could like see five turns ahead or whatever i tell you i that i've never played a final fantasy game but it's not true i played one of them i can't remember because all that it shit was six looks from it me and you had this discussion after a show one day yeah. it was six all that shit is very familiar to me, but how deep i went with it i don't know i have no recollection of any story elements i don't know anything 
Um, I do remember you certain one, one of the best intro songs of all time. I, I, I do. I do remember certain things. So. Um, it's a good one. Anyway, continue. Stop me if I'm wrong here, but like MP and what's the Magic other points? What's the other bar? HP. Health. HP. HP and MP are terminology that's used throughout all the games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so HP and MP, I'm very familiar with in my memory to previous mm-hmm. games. Now, that being said, here I am in this game. I've downloaded it, um, playing it for the story. But, um, and this is not to get into our later discussion immediately, but like my choice that I had on the main menu was do you want to play this easy where you just consume the story? I can't remember their phrasing. It's like story something. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to play it normal? And then it says something to the effect of the menu items are going to, the menus will need to be managed more or something to that effect. If you mm-hmm. pick normal. So I picked normal. I didn't see a hard option because I don't think you unlock that until you complete normal. That's the, mm-hmm. the, um, the vibe of the game. And I didn't want to pick a hard option. I really just wanted to pick something normal, right? That's like balanced is what I think of when I think of normal. Because our later discussion will focus probably around how you define normal. Because that's something we should probably talk about first. But like... I I found the uh, the descriptions, if you want them, Felix, for the options. Yeah, I mean, you can rattle them off right now. We'll re- there was, there was classic... That. Classic. There's classic. You have so to start, like you said, before you finish the game, your only options are classic, easy, or normal. Right. Classic says battle actions will be automated, more focused on using command menu in combat, game difficulty identical to easy mode. Then we have easy mode. Forgiving difficulty for player preferring to enjoy the story. And then there is normal, which says default difficulty set for balanced experience in combat. We'll talk about it later after I just talk a little bit about other aspects of the game. But like, I should have definitely picked the the story one, the, the easy, easy no. one. No, you shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't have. I should have. No, you, you, you should did a good. No, you did a good call. Okay, we'll talk. Because, um, because you want you want to talk about the the house fight, the fight with the haunted we house. Talk, well, let's talk about that later. I want to go through like other yeah. things that I really enjoy, like characterizations. Um, style like all that stuff is 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 blowing my mind so a couple things that uh i really really do enjoy about the game is um i just love the aesthetic like i it's it's beautiful <laughs> like it is um, the the design of so that beautiful. game is just it's top-notch man it's like it's dystopian but hopeful like the character elements uh they found a way to make them like somehow like believably realistic, like the things the characters are wearing, like their outfits and costumes in the original are exactly the same, but they looked cartoony in the original. Now they're like believable somehow. It just, they did such a good job making this like a livable world. You you, you have like um, almost like a steampunk kind of world, mm-hmm. but at the same time you have like all the music is and cars are from the 1940s you know, in our time, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so I'm like, what the fuck? That's really cool that they did that. You know, um, a lot of the songs that you collect for the jukebox, cause there's an in-game collecting thing where you can Mm -hmm. find songs in various jukeboxes. You Mm -hmm. can also find them in other places, uh, with vendors. You can buy them from vendors. 
And I noticed that like most of the songs coming from the jukebox are like 40s like standard pieces, you know, stuff that sounds like a standard from the 40s. Yeah. They're all they're all part of the original Final Fantasy soundtrack, yeah, seven yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. But right. they do twist them to different genres, right? Like a little bit, like yeah. slightly. So maybe it's they're doing incredible. a thing right there that I didn't realize. The jukebox, the jukebox soundtrack is such a cool aspect of the soundtrack to a game that already like gave you multiple different versions of the tracks. There's like three different soundtracks to this game that you experience using all the same songs. It's it's magical. Cla- clarification to anyone listening. I, I, I don't think I've ever played a Final Fantasy, so I'm new to this aesthetic if you're a seasoned player of Final Fantasy. I'm very new to this aesthetic. And I really appreciate it because, like I said on a previous episode, maybe the last episode, like I like it when you juxtapose different um, – I like this in cinema and I also like this in games – when you juxtapose different forms like of, of art kind of with each other, mm-hmm. um, even though it might not totally make sense, um, like steampunk mixed with the 1940s aesthetic. Because definitely the dress of a lot of the women in it and I haven't got to the part where char- certain characters. Dr- I'm at the part where where one of the characters, not to reveal spoilers or anything, has to be dressed properly for like an event that you have. An to event, do. yeah. Good um, way to put. And that. I know, I know, I know from screenshots I've seen that they're those women are dressing kind of like in a forty nineteen forties esque, almost like this game is partly trying to be like a a post um, war noir to a degree. There's like, there's definitely noir elements to there's, it. So. There's I very mean, much noir elements. There's, to there's it. that mixed with like you know futurism and 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 there's definitely like like cyberpunk elements in in small ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Steampunk a lot for sure, obviously. It just yeah, but the aesthetic overall was just a very unique melding visually of a lot of styles. Mm-hmm. And the original game didn't feel exactly like that, right? Or it did? Yeah, you know, it did. No, it really, did. it truly did. did. Yeah, like w- that's one of the things that was the most impressive about this, uh, because we've grown up with remakes of games in so many different ways, remakes, remasters, reissues. Uh, this was one of the only times that a game has truly nailed the exact feeling that you had while playing it as a kid, but also giving the experience an update for a new generation. I, I, honestly, dude, I would not be able to play like the original game. I, I don't. Yes, think you I'd, would. Maybe. Sh- <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Well, after I play through all this, maybe because I know the story in the game and all that shit, mm-hmm. probably. And but, that that's something so I, fi- can... I mean. Final. No, Did... I'm I'm sorry. Are we losing Neo? But you there? No, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I was I'm, I was trying to say something. Yeah, he just okay. stopped himself. He stopped himself. Okay. Yeah. Um, things that are hokey and you know, like I don't really know if I'm comfortable fully with it. I think Barrett is like, I know you said that the thing that makes it worse trip. I know you said he came uh-huh. from the previous game and that's how his dialogue was in the previous game. Right. They didn't really. Up- oh, I, so okay. I'm not defending Barrett. Barrett is absolutely like, like a, like a racial a bad, archetype. It's a bad characterization uh, of a Japanese perception of a black person. Right. And you and, said that on the show before. And that's how I, it was written. Originally, they kept his persona for this one um they he's he he is a caricature for sure and you can't not acknowledge that um but i think they did make him a little bit more believable as a person and he they definitely gave him more 
human moments, human elements, but they kept his like general aura the I, same. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Sure. Well, what yeah. I have a problem with is you telling me that this game originally didn't have actual spoken like actors playing the parts. Right? Yeah, no, it was all it yeah, was all written. So it was all text that would show up on the screen. So when they go to cast the voice actor, they absolutely did hire a black man to play that character, but the voice he chooses to do I'm sorry, man, this game came out post two thousand eight, which is the year the Tropic Thunder came out. And mm-hmm. this guy chose to do the voice of Kirk Lazarus, played by Robert De Niro, who's in blackface, like playing this character. And I'm or, trying to, or or is Kirk Lazarus a reference <laughs> to other like conceptions of black people in cinema right, and movies maybe, and media? Maybe. And it's just a it's a a cycle and a perception, and it's, it's all just, commentary. And it, Square Enix is making this game. They're not an American company; they're Japanese. Is that they're, true? They're Japanese, yes. Yeah, so they're they are Jap- extremely Japanese. So they're a very Japanese company. So I, I don't know if I can fully fault them for this because I don't know, like their their perception of America might be the movie Tropic Thunder, and they thought that that was like a funny joke to like put it in that voice. But dude, does this guy nail it? He's nailing that character in every part, um, they and it's crazy for to sure me. do a better job with Barrett this time around. So I noticed um, that. Well, in, in the in the original game, his dialogue, while being through text, they put a lot of emphasis on the the like the slang, the that slang uses, stuff, yeah. and a lot of yeah, and a lot of like the um the curses are all in like I don't know like the symbols like expletives like he curses a lot. Like I'm like thinking, that, in my, I'm thinking in my head that he like he doesn't do that in in the remake. Like he is definitely more of a a, a more of a character like a, a, a he's a better character in this game, right? Like. Right. Oh no, no, no I'm not. Yeah, in the previous game for sure. I'm not complaining about the character at all. I'm fine with just it. it's an portrayed. He's portrayed. I'm, I'm, and I'm not really complaining about the character at all. Like, I'm just saying that, like, I don't know how much I should be comfortable with this. But then, you know, like, then I look over and I see Biggs. <laughs> you see Charlie Sheen. Biggs is literally looks like Charlie Sheen from <laughs> Hot Shots. And the guy doing the voice is doing Charlie Sheen. And I'm like, there's some fucking intention to this. Like, they I, liked these uh, movies in in their design. I think they were watching these movies in their design. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a theory. It's, it's a... It's, it's, it's like... Definitely a, it's, a it's, a, it's a very tenuous coincidence. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And this is definitely something people would make, like, a 30 minute YouTube about like saying right, they right, have right, proof right. of this right, when right, it's right. just all conjecture. Right. It's um, total conjecture. I will say that Biggs's face out of all the points you've made, the one that I 1000% agree with is that Biggs's face is Charlie Sheen <laughs> in hot shots face. 1000%. <laughs> I can't even argue with that. It's so fucking good, dude. It's, mm-hmm. it's fucking funny. But anyway, Back to other elements. I like Cloud. I think he's a really cool protagonist. But the grunting sounds that he makes all the time in response to something, he's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like they should just loop that because that would be hilarious. Like somebody yeah. find all the grunts that he ever did. I just mm-hmm. there probably is a YouTube video of that. Like that's just time. like a Japanese thing in general. Like in any yeah, like yeah. Japanese media. Yeah. So or t- like tell anime, me when things like, are that because I some things they all, they, I don't like they react with like vocalization like when someone's confused they don't look confused they go oh 
like little like they make yeah, they yeah. sound they make sounds like that you know but it's definitely he, like it's an anime thing for sure yeah he's a moody motherfucker that guy like he's really like, yeah he's he's a really he's just a going on. shit bird um and i love and i already said this last week but i'm gonna repeat it again uh i have no personal experience other than if i'm watching like fucking hentai or something like that with mm-hmm. bedroom eyes fucking like female characters looking oh. at you with bedroom eyes like in this tight like you know headshot <laughs> Everyone, like, everyone is thirsty in that game. That is yeah, a first like, like because it, it, it uh, you know, and I'm not that far in the story, so don't spoil it. But like, you know, like Tifa and Cloud are friends. They're not lo- trying to be lovers. I don't get that impression. I'm not there yet. I'm the, don't here, spoil it. Here, no, 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 no. Here's but they're here's starting the off thing. as friends, and like, and she doesn't seem to think that she's trying to like date him, right? But at the same time, like, she does do the bedroom eyes thing. You know, a I, lot. I see the the Tifa cloud thing is like, I think I texted this to you when you started playing the game. I was like, imagine you, you know, you grow up in a in a small town. You know, you go to you go to grade school, high school, whatever, and like, there's this girl that like you were friends with. Maybe like your parents were friends and you were close and whatever. Then you go off and do your own thing, and she goes off and does her own thing, and then like you run into each other mm-hmm. years down the road, and like. You're yeah, in a circumstance where you're like the Wednesday together. night before Thanksgiving. That's like that's the, the that's the, the core of that, and it's like, did you hear me? The Wednesday no, night just, before Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're like uh, all the hometown goes out on fucking exactly. Night and exactly. Like, everyone's at the bar. It's like, it's hey. it's not quite that because that would just imply like casual hookup culture, and then you're done. This is like, oh, we're just like working together somehow, and here we are. Let's figure this out. Like, are we, you know? Yeah, it's great so, to have you back in my life, kind of thing. Out of all, where th- is this going to go? Out of all three of the female characters I met so far, you know, T- you have Tifa, you have Aerith, and you have um, Jesse. Uh, Jesse, right? The one mm-hmm. that seems to be clearly flirting with uh, Cloud is Aerith. Like she's basically talking about like, we're, we why don't we go on a date later? You know, like Jesse. Jesse too is literally saying blatant things like, but Jesse also said one really clearly blatant thing. She said, "You, she, well, no wait." She, Jesse invited him back for like dinner or something, and they never got to do the meeting with her. Never got to go back because yes, they dinner. got they got caught up in some shit. Um, but the, but that one dude, uh, what's his name? The guy played by um, wedge, the wedge wedge character. Wedge, yeah. Wedge is standing in the alley, and he's like. Right after uh, Cloud uh, drops off Jesse, and then th- I don't understand this. This is the kind of stuff I don't understand. Explain this to me. There's a triangle on the door, and I'm like, "Why?" Well, she just walked in there. Why is there a triangle on the door? I click the door, and then Wedge is down the alley, and the camera pans real quick to Wedge, and he goes, "Hey, man, she told you guys aren't supposed to be around here. <laughs> why do you? Why are you trying to go in there?" <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like she Jesse's hanging out with like her girl pals or something, right? And she, her she, roommates. That's what she tells you. She, uh, yeah. And, and but Wedge scolds you immediately for hitting the triangle. Why did they put the triangle there? <laughs> who who knows, man? That's that's a question <laughs> so without funny. an answer. It's so fucking it's a fun funny. Thing. It was fun. I'm not complaining. I'm like I'm. I, I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, yeah. why? The, why the fuck are they scolding me? Why did they put the button there? <laughs> Don't put the button yeah. there. I'm going to hit the fucking button. Yeah. Well, they, that's exactly the thing. They put it there because they knew you'd hit the button. All right. So we talked about a bunch of good that I think are great. Well, here's some things that are fucking annoying, man. Like, 
And this is probably just engendered with turn-based Final Fantasy from like the early days. Sure. I don't like the fact that I can't put a potion on. I have to use the energy uh, from that. What's that bar called? ATB. Your ATB bar. I have yeah. to use ATB is, to use a potion. That's annoying yeah. as fuck. That is, this is annoying as shit. For for um for this, this game. game. Yeah. So all like lots of other Final Fantasies allow you to just take potions without having to use it. When it's bar. when it's your character's turn, you can normally cast a an item. Yes. Um, I think the ATP ATB gauge for this game does represent the turn-based system i know it's 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 interesting because there's classic are play like that like in well, here, here, i'm gonna go into that in a second it's yeah. it's it's good and bad for a couple of reasons it's good because the benefits of the new atb gauge are that you can you can store that activity for when you need it either you use like a powerful ability that uses both your your segments or more segments down the road as you as you level up and split it up um uh you use them as you go. You you have more freedom to use it. In the original system, there's one bar, your ATB bar, and that fills up. When it fills up, it's your turn to, to make a decision. You can attack, use magic, use an item, whatever. You do one thing. You do the thing, then the bar empties, fills up again, you do your next thing. So what you can do any of the things. There's no limit to your things. Right. Uh, but whatever you decide when you get there, that's your decision. So there's more freedom in the in the bar because you can save that up if you don't want to use it you know run around physically attack kind of store things for later make strategic decisions in the remake but the the negative thing is also in the remake from that perspective uh the game is is such a this generation game in terms of its combat that you've got to be aware of your position the enemy's movements their animations what they're signaling to you because uh, if you're not paying attention, which is me, 80% of the time playing this game, I'll like flat out fucking miss my attack. And then at that point, my ATB bars are gone and I have to go back to attacking to build up my 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 ability again. Now, I found quite frequently in the Hell House fight, which is the 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 subject of my ire at this point. Mm-hmm. But like I found that in that one, it was always a defense game like I eventually figured it out, and I'll explain how I figured it out if you want. But, like, I found that as I got later, let's just speak generally. As I got sure. later in this version of Final Fantasy, as I got later into the game, not in the beginning, the beginning felt great. As I got later, I started to realize that in an awful lot of the fights, and I named a few of them, the one was that Goblin fucking King, and then another one. Which oh, was yeah, in, like, the side one quest the one, yeah. The side quest Goblin King, and then, like, um, not at all in the Airbuster fight, which was the big fight for that section, right? I thought that yeah, was going to be hard as it's, fuck. It's funny, man. It's like Airbuster it, was easy as fuck. I don't like. I, I was quests, feeling good at that point. You know? Yeah, they'll make the side quests more challenging to kind of throw you off guard than some of like the scripted fights. Like now, Hellhouse was a scripted fight, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're going to surprise you with the optional ones that you think like, oh, I'm just going to go down and like beat up this little like fucking rat thing in in the trash heap and then it's like it's clowning you Ouch. and it's got its buddies that are healing yeah. and it's just like you've got to like really approach Those that super like, strategically they kept bouncing on mm-hmm. my head i was like stop bouncing on me <laughs> stop bouncing on me <laughs> um but what i was finding is in, in a general sense is i was finding that i was playing it a constant defense game where like i was all, one character's down 
and then I use the other character to raise it. That character's up. Then the other character gets killed, and then I'm mm-hmm. uh, and I'm just flipping back and forth between, and I'm not doing any offense. Like I'm not taking the enemy down. And I noticed that this happens if I wait too long into the battle to be offensive. It's almost like right. the game is encouraging me to to aggressively approach offense from the very beginning. And if I don't, then I lose out on the fight entirely. Well, that's how it felt mostly with the Hell House. Right. Um, some other uh, fights. I'm saying, as you're talking, yeah. Felix, I'm putting some links into uh, our Twitch chat here for our yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, the first one is the Hell House as a rant, because this wasn't a random encounter enemy in the game originally. Oh, it was a random um, thing. So it was just on the same level as all the other enemies you would fight running around the world, albeit definitely harder. It was tougher. It had a lot more health. It was like a rarer encounter. Uh, and like you had to work through it when you found it. But like it was on the same. It wasn't a boss. It was just like a thing you fought in the wild. But yeah. it did have double uh, double mode. So the first picture is what it looked like when you started the fight. And the second picture is after a certain like period of time in its health. It changed up its attacks. It looked more visual. Like it, the arms popped out. It had like the jets on the back. Yeah, which is exactly so, like how it, how it plays out in the arena. Yes. But you're so not because in, it's, in this enemy was so weird and iconic as a random encounter. This is what the remake does perfectly. They took like our iconic memories and made it like a featured moment yeah. in the remake by making it such like a monumental fight that is in the remake, as you know, unavoidable to the nah, main story. Did not fucking expect that fucking fight, man. Because of the first <laughs> four, four fights, I just owned. I was like, yeah, right. it's so easy, you know, like. I will say this out of all the fights in the remake, this was probably the most challenging one for me as well. Um, so uh, it, it literally, it literally wasn't until yes. you actually understand what, when you scan the hell house and it, and you like really take in what it's asking you to do is when you go, okay, I need to make sure my characters perform these actions when the house is in this phase. Because it switches between like three phases, if I remember correctly. Yeah, three right? phases. The last one and is then, the pain in the ass phase. <laughs> real, real fucking pain. This, this fight, like you, Felix, I, I like had to do a lot. I died a lot to this fight because I was struggling in the defensive mode. Like this I was constantly ger- playing defense. What I'm going to say is germane to like what we're about ready to talk about. But like, I found myself ultimately thinking i i'm aware of that because <laughs> we got we got to wrap up um but i found myself so maybe this is just a segue let let this just be the segue just bring it all in just bring but, it all but in. i found myself having to seriously micromanage what materia was on all the characters and i would yes. look at forums and yes. i would look at this and i would look like what did this person do when they went through and nothing worked because the strategy that I was doing or the point in Final Fantasy VII Remake that I had achieved at that point based on like what choices I made and everything like that, which, as I can tell, this is now like the butterfly flaps its fucking wings effect <laughs> in the world. You know, if you know that theory, it's like butterfly flaps, it flaps its wings on one part side of the planet and like a, and nuclear, a hurricane somewhere nuclear else, yeah. bomb goes off on the other side of the planet. Mm-hmm. But like, this is what I'm saying, like. I, I started to realize that how I had positioned myself, I wasn't going to be able to follow a fucking video online. I now am forced to come up with my own original strategy based on what I had. And I wasn't even sure. And this is the thing that gave me like stomach pains. 
I wasn't sure if I even had good enough stats, even though I thought I had really been like trying to get as many extra things and like maximize the amount of shit I had going into it. I like realized I was completely underpowered for it. And I would, I, I needed to like literally just remove materia, put ones in and just see if the goddamn fight would change a little bit. You yeah, know, this but- this fight the fight literally teaches you to be able to spread out and make sure your characters are evenly supported by the materia, right? Like it's it tell it, this is the fight that goes, hey, you can't just stack all of your power onto one or two characters. Like you have to be able to make everybody balanced enough to be able to handle the fight in any situation. Lightning, uh, you know, ice, they all have to be spread across your characters. For situations like this, I mean, like, here's um, what I, here's what I discovered that I did this unlike anyone online. That's what I discovered. I completed this. Do? I completed this in a way that nobody I found YouTube videos on completed it because everyone else completed it with cloud. I don't know if you guys completed it with cloud. Like cloud is your action character, the one you're using. I didn't use cloud. Cloud. I, know I was swapping a lot. I, I didn't swap. Around. I didn't swap at all. I only completed it by being Aerith the whole time because I did realized. You issue, did you issue commands to Cloud while mainly controlling Aerith still? No, no, I made it so that Cloud was buffed so he could defend because he defends better than her. She mm-hmm. just fucking dies when she's in. Um, that's <laughs> what was fucking me so much. She would die as an NPC. If she was not controlled by me, she was fucking floor but dead. Also, like, the minute that you take immediate control of a character you're taking all the aggro like on a dime that's actually an issue that i have with the battle system but that's a whole different conversation we're not going to go there um when you swap she's taking aggro so how did you deal with that so the the interesting thing is is i gave him all the mp up so he had plenty of mp right and then i put rays on him and if i was playing at her she'd get the aggro and die quickly but then then he was really good as an NPC to defend himself from the house. Like he never took any damage from the fucking house. He always had health. So he used him as the person who raises her while she nicks away at the fucking thing with me playing as her. So it was crazy that that ultimately was what got this fucking house. I was able to, I can can absolutely say I did not play it like that. Right. Nobody did, but it worked. It fucking is crazy how well it worked. You just, you, I would you play to like her, yeah. just like you mash square to send her like little like I would do the tempest every time because the tempest oh, okay. seemed to hurt the house really well because it was ice based, not mm-hmm. in every form because it keeps switching through elementals. But the it tempest, does. when it was in fire, the tempest would fuck it up. Um, so I kept using her. And if she died, I just gave I'd given all the MP to cloud. So cloud was able to raise her. And then when he raised her, I quickly switched to her. And went back to like, you know, barraging this thing over and over again. Right. And that's, and as long as I avoided its weird movements and weird rushing attacks and shit like that with her, um, I was able to fucking do it. But man, if I, if I did the thing that you said you did where I switched back and forth between Cloud, they would equally aggro. And Cloud would eventually get so much loss of health. She would too. By the end of the fight, I had nothing left to fight it. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I tried Cloud, he just can't hit the house at all because I just couldn't do damage to it. Like her magic really affected that house. Um, and I, I don't know. Her, if- um, 
I think her intrinsic stats are better for magic. I think she has a right. higher, like, it's either like an actual magic stat if you go into the stats menu or spirit or something. Something like that is just higher on Aerith than it will ever be on Cloud. And I, I think it was something you said or something I watched in a video where somebody said that the, oh no, you know who it was? It was Trollbeard. Trollbeard basically said, this is a magic house. You have to use a magic caster or something like, that's a paraphrase. But he said, so it's a magic house, so you should use magic to defeat it and that's mm-hmm. when it clicked in my head oh i should just stay with Aerith and then make sure cloud can raise her whenever she dies um and i just kept that would that would be the only time i switch if she dies i switched to cloud raised her really quick switched right back to her so you issued no commands to cloud at all no like i never that's, that's why other I, than raise Aerith. yeah and he did nothing I was in but switching characters in that and yeah in casting I'm going to keep this strategy going. I want to see how well this works in subsequent fights. I don't know any of the subsequent fights because I haven't got, you know, I'm just past that part. Sure. But I want to see how well this works in other fights. This might only work on that. I, I promise you it, it won't work for every fight because like if there's, if this game does anything really well, it's um, forcing you to use all of your abilities in different situations. Um, right. I mean, I, I don't know if we've officially transitioned into our, our discussion of what we makes are. a game. Uh, what makes a good normal difficulty here? Um, but in Final Fantasy's uh, perspective, at least from the remake, um, probably around the same time as you, Felix, when I hit the Hell House, I realized that I really couldn't hack and slash everything and just power through. That is definitely the fight that teaches you you can't just brute force everything. So, so for the, sure. The question that I yeah. I wanted to bring up in the show that I brought up to you guys is I picked normal. Mm-hmm. There is a hard difficulty. I don't think I want to ever play it, even though it's a part <laughs> of the platinum trophy. I looked that yeah. up and I'm like, fuck, really? If I want to platinum this, I got to fucking do this. You, hard? So there's also another element to, uh, to the hard difficulty. Um, what? I can't even imagine. You, you cannot use items in hard. Oh, I didn't realize that you can't heal yourself with items in battle. You can heal yourself with cure though. Um, Yes, but your magic does not heal at benches. Oh my god. Benches only heal health. <laughs> you have to use items. You have to use ethers to heal your magic. Cannot use items in battle. Um Isn't that an item? You can you can heal your magic outside oh, of battle. Oh shit, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh. I think it pretty much assumes level fifteen for everything. Um fuck man so i i actually started a hard playthrough on my most recent playthrough forgetting that i had done that because i was i was looking forward to playing through the game in steamroll mode like even just like you know punisher mode cloud the the hedgehog pie fight you were fighting with the the real annoying thing in the in sector five right yeah 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 like even that um but i'm in i'm in like the the sector one reactor in the very beginning and i'm like what the like this is kind of does it scale like does the game scale to your level because i'm like level 36 i'm not even at the cap but i've started a new game plus and i'm like why is this tough oh is that what is that what hard is it's new game plus uh no no you do get a different difficulty but once you beat the game you can uh literally take your character to any chapter and if you start from chapter one you have effectively made yourself restart the game Okay. You can you can chapter hop at a moment's notice which is a nice thing because you can go around specifically to collect things you missed 
on a okay. replay. Oh, I see. I see. But um, that's not starting hard difficulty, New Game Plus. That's yeah, yeah. So I, I, I at the some point selected hard, right? Okay. And I'm in chapter one, and I didn't realize that. And, I'm, and then I went to use an item and saw that it was grayed out, and I was like, oh shit! I started this on hard. So I restarted the chapter, chose normal, and then I was steamrolling everything. Um, so I've had I've had half of a reactor's worth of experience with with hard mode, and uh, must have been a pain in the ass. Yeah, I can't. I mean, more of the game is just gonna be more intense. I'm not gonna do that on hard, at least not yet. If I have maybe nothing else to do, I'll focus but I, on it. But I, I've I've played games in the past that have. I'll never play a Souls game because what I was saying in Neo off show prior to the show before you even got into the chat. I I like to think that like that switcher, the difficulty switcher in the beginning of anything I'm playing is an advertisement. It's a warning mm-hmm. label, right? It's saying if you pick this lane, you're going to get fucked or if you pick this lane, you're going to enjoy the story. And games that offer that, I know what to pick. Like I know to pick either normal or easy and I do fairly well when I pick normal in most games, right? Um but it's got got a war to teach you a lesson. Well, well got no, got there's nothing I was mad, of course, while it was happening. But there's nothing mm. wrong with what God of War did because God of War said. I, I think my problem with God of War is I didn't understand what imbalanced meant, and and it wasn't until I started playing Give Me God of War mode, which is the hardest difficulty in God of War, that that means you're getting intentional imbalanced play because they write it as that this mode will be imbalanced, right? And I like the transparency and the honesty of that. Um, because when you play the normal in God of War, it's hard as fuck as it is. It's a challenge. Like fighting those Valkyries on normal was really hard. Really um, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you remember the fucking ninth or tenth Valkyrie, whatever the last one was. Holy fucking shit! Like, it's and, insane. It's, and it's playing they're, they're that on gi- playing that on Give Me God of War mode. I didn't. I spent two hours in the uh, tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I say two hours? Did I just say two hours? Sorry, Trip. I spent two days in the tutorial. Two days. Yeah, I never left the tutorial and give, give me God of War mode. Like, that's the Sheesh. opening where they just show you how to throw stuff and that kind of crap. The enemies were that fucking hard. Whoa. Now, someone did make the argument that, and this is probably applies to Final Fantasy, which begs the question is, Am I just not good at games? <laughs> do I just play? Am I soft? And do I just play games that are just too easy for me? Probably. I, I think, uh, I think you do start out with with a mentality that would make you bad at the game. But I think what you prove time and time again, Felix, is that um, you eventually do overcome. You are resilient. You kick and scream. Uh, and and lash out at being forced to change, but you eventually do, and you come away a better gamer for it. So that's that's how I'm going to put it. I which would not that. make you a bad gamer, but uh, you have that mentality when you first start. Which which the mentality is, I don't want to have to change to beat this. Right, right. Yeah, that's the mentality. Very free. That makes a a player a bad player. What's crazy is I I've deigned to try and play MLB the Show this current season. With mm-hmm. the uh, like the dynamic like 
slider that mm-hmm. like slides the difficulty the bet the more hits you get you know yeah so the game is never the same like it's always changing and i'm does uh, it change it does you don't it just like rng changes where the slider is like uh, yeah you can physically w- have it turned on where you actually watch it a- adjust each time you that's get, interesting when you yeah. get a bunch of hits that succeed it gets harder when you get, start getting you know, oh. destroyed hmm. with, <laughs> with, with both pitching and batting Sure. Yeah. Um, what's, what's funny about, about that is uh, Resident Evil Four actually has that exact thing that's that it, that slider, but it's invisible. It, it does. That's correct. Yeah. It's it's so cool because they they change the difficulty on you depending on how good or how bad you do. Um, yeah. If, if you you're like doing, smoking zombies, they will they'll have a lot more come at you. Yep. That's, and then they'll, really they'll cool. drop less ammo and they'll do all kinds of things like that. But if you are struggling and restarting areas over. Um, they will kind of reduce it, and then enemies will drop more materials and ammo for you. It's cool. It happens behind the scenes. You don't play with any sliders. Buff you up. They buff do you it. up. Give you a buff when you're I must your have been cruising through my first playthrough of uh, of RE4 on the Wii, because by the time I got to the castle, dude, I started getting fucked in the castle. Like, that shit was scary, dude. Those monks, those monks no joke for my butthole. It was bad. But back to what I was saying about uh, Gimme God of War mode, someone made a comment, either I read it in a forum or somebody just said it when I was in my stream. They said, Gimme God of War mode is the hardest in the tutorial because you've unlocked nothing, right? Right. Mm. When, you're, when you're in Gimme God I would assume get, that you, mode yeah. is for New Game Plus or for an experienced God of War player. Right, 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 right. Someone who's like completed the game or someone who's actually... Here's the thing, though. Mode. I don't think New Game Plus was even out when that game it first came out. It, so it's yeah, like, it, it was out. definitely there for people who completed the game and were like, or just wanted to fucking punish the shit. I want to do themselves. this again. Yeah. Harder. Knowing what I know. Yeah. You know, like, see, that's, that's why I l- not like, but that's why I, I appreciate what the, the company that develops souls games, that company, who's that again? Ninja from from soft, from soft. I appreciate from soft. From, from, it's from, from software, from, from yeah. software, yeah. from software. I appreciate from software because their marketing for their games is that we're going to punish you. You know, this, this yeah, there's, there is no there's difficulty. No ambiguity about that. You're going to get your ass beat and, and I can choose to avoid that. Right. But the, the point of my discussion tonight, if, if I've even made it clear is what do we do or how should we respond when the fucking games normal mode, like kind of broadside you? Cause that's, that's how I felt like with this Final Fantasy. I got over it, and I'm you know, I beat the Hell House. I'm happy. You guys have assured me there's no major surprises after that, or at least Trollbeard did. Um, it's but, um, so okay from from my perspective. Um, when you call a, a difficulty mode normal, right? I think we can all agree that's that's the game developer signifying to you that this mode is the baseline. The this balance. is the experience it's the balance we wanted. Yeah. No, 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 no. I didn't say okay. This, I didn't okay. say this mode Don't is promising you complete balance in every encounter. <laughs> <laughs> what what I'm saying is this is what they promise you is their expected baseline experience front to back of this game. Okay. It's not free of difficulty spikes, in my opinion. It's not free of imbalance, and and something's probably missed a tuning pass if everyone on the QA team was nuts. 
You know, like that probably could have happened and it shipped with something extra spicy for the average player. I That could probably happen a lot. But on on the average, if you play normal, they're saying to you, we this is just the average player's experience. Contrasted with a mode like, you know, give me God of War mode, which which their baseline expectation, I don't even think is someone who wants to be challenged right off the bat. I think the expectation for a harder difficulty at its core is someone who has been through the game who understands the movement and the options and the choices intrinsically and wants to take their experience to a new level and be challenged higher with what they already know. Right. Right. That's just how I would categorize. Like, I know there's like shades of difficulties with games. Now there's so many levels. I mean, that's exactly how it is, but that's my like one and two is where, is where they would live. That's exactly how it is. Uh, I was going to say that's how, exactly how it is in Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 3 Remake. Like, those games are designed to, and I didn't understand that when I first started playing that. I know. I know. I didn't understand that. <laughs> but I figured it out that, that the repeat ability is when the advantages start showing up. Like, mm-hmm. I played this. I understood how quick to get through this. Okay, now I'm going to do it the next time quicker. You know, and, right. and that's why I ended up doing it. And, and to your, um, your, your Give Me God of War mode uh example right the the tutorial is the hardest part uh especially starting off with scratch because you have nothing but think of a player coming into that game even without the benefit of new game plus okay if you're someone who's played through the game and now you want a new challenge there are things that you understand that a player who's just taken the shrink wrap off never can you know how soon to take your thumb off the stick to make kratos stop moving you know how angled he's going to be coming out of a spin. Like these are things you just understand at a subconscious level when you play the game that much and you already get off the ground running, knowing those movements and feeling the world a certain way. So you're ready for the extra challenge without doing anything else. You're not learning from a handicap. Yeah. Like going into someone does if they start without any background in the hardest mode, they had all the different um, uh, realms, right? in uh, God of War and one of the realms was um this maze where you essentially go through and each time you go through the maze successfully or different parts of the maze you get a piece of armor that helps you defeat that maze you can't get the last piece of armor right unless you get the four before it because they provide you a defense against this mist that's at the base of the maze that's a choking poison mist Mm-hmm. And the more piece of armor you add on, the more you can get to the furthest part of the maze, you know, and get the last piece. You see, so it's like it's really clever, but if you don't know how to do that going through it, you're just going to die, 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 die until you know right. that's the mechanic, and you have to just get those pieces. Um, and when I went through that the first time, it was like fuck. And then you realize once you get that full set of armor, that's how you beat the Valkyries, the high end Valkyries, because it's the most powerful armor in the game. Um, there's right. a lot of people progression. progression. There's a lot of people. In in, uh, there's a lot of people who I read in online forums got frustrated on these Valkyries because they couldn't beat them, but they didn't realize that that was the most powerful armor in the game, and like it, they didn't bother going through the whole maze. Like mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know. Are we there's, hitting a thesis? Did we hit that? Uh, well, <laughs> and I mean, you're. 
this discussion was brought to your brought brought to viewers like you by your uh, your question of like what does it mean like should we yeah. rally behind a definition of normal and i think the answer to that is no because normal is relative to the game right itself normal normal. is just signifying the developer's baseline um i think there are moments in games where things don't feel tuned well and that feels bad because because you've signed up for a certain experience in the game and you, you you play up to a certain point and it feels bad if it if it feels like in a on an insurmountable wall versus like a teaching moment. Right. And I, have, and I don't have good eyes for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was going to say there's some of that can be like the gamers mentality coming up against it. Right. And their, yeah. their willingness to adjust. Um, but everyone's going to get frustrated at a certain point. Right. Like uh, I got a couple examples. Um, one is more relevant than the other, but I'm going to start with the more irrelevant one to what we were talking about today. The first time I ever played Assassin's Creed. The original, the original. Assassin's yeah. Creed, two thousand seven. Um, yeah. Do you guys remember? Have you? Did you get to the end of that game? Yeah, oh, I did. Yeah. The end of the game is you literally running through a field, fighting waves of soldiers. Yeah, yeah. And this was a game where, for the previous ninety nine percent of it, <laughs> you were climbing buildings, hiding in shadows not engaging in combat because if you engaged more than like two people, you would get fucked. Your, your, your abilities were stealth. It was quick kills. It was escaping. They gave you throwing knives that you never used. And then they, they, they become very useful in that, that final fight. And you were just running, you're on a battlefield and you have to do this. This is not like like a cinematic moment that you just have to like respond in a quick play uh scenario for to like get through for a cutscene, you have to fight your way through this and the game is not tuned for you to handle gigantic crowds of people <laughs> and i got so frustrated this is this is actually turning into into a trip rage story i've raged oh. i don't know if, if there's many other times but this is the one time in my life that i like freaked the fuck out and and i, I was I playing don't know this, what that looks like and and it wasn't i was having a fucking awful time and i was drinking out of a uh, a little little plastic a little plastic cup right just a little little plastic uh just regular drinking kitchen cup whatever and i i just i took this fucking cup and i just i winged it at the door that was next to me in my in my porch in my parents house this door is a multi-paneled door with like little glass panes that are separated by wooden separators right uh well the it didn't, I didn't break one of the glass panels, but it hit one of the middle wooden panes at the perfect angle to bounce right back at me <laughs> and clip me in the forehead with the edge of the cup at nearly the same speed that I had just thrown at the door. The door was like two feet from me, so like it was an immediate rebound. I, I saw fucking red. Everything went red, and I grabbed the nearest thing, which was a Guitar Hero controller. And I smashed it like I was on stage on in the fucking who just like in the ground repeatedly until this thing was swinging by the wires inside the controller. That's like an everyday experience for Felix. I, I got a and, table in front of me and that's like, and I got said, a hole in it. I'm, I'm going to stop playing this for a little bit. I'm going to go, I'm going to walk outside, get some fresh air or something. That was probably the angriest I've ever been 
maybe in my life, <laughs> definitely playing a video game. Wow. Like just the moment, it was just the most frustrating thing, especially feeling not only like betrayed by the game, by the design of the game, but also like my inability to fucking press a button. It was just every emotion in the world. And I was just like, this is, I'm breaking something today. Rage meter, man. You were like, mm-hmm. you were like Trevor in fucking Grand Theft Auto five. <laughs> it just, it went off, man. That was the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it did it. How about you, Neo? You get, what, um, which, what, what's your rage inducing, like <sighs> where your expectations were fucked, you know? Well, like, you, you, you guys know I, I recently like played Sekiro and mm, ultimately mm-hmm. I decided that I don't have the like the time commitment or the energy to learn and overcome the game's like systems that push back against you like constantly. Um, the last thing I did in the game was fighting this not even like one of the, like the harder bosses like I've seen a lot of the boss fights in this game and it was just a guy with it was a multi-phase fight. You fight his first phase, which is very hard to get through, and his second phase where he starts flinging lightning at you. And after a few tries of this, I'm like, I I don't think this I don't think I can play this game. I'll beat Bloodborne. I beat Dark Souls 1. I beat Demon Souls, you know, right after Bloodborne this past year. I beat two Souls games in the past year, and Sekiro broke me, essentially. I just <laughs> I couldn't do it man like but but you didn't go into that one with the expectations that that wouldn't would like did you expect that to happen like isn't that isn't that kind of on the label i for sure knew the difficulty that that sekiro has like i know i know that it's a difficult game like i knew that was part of the the game and the difference between bloodborne and demon souls and dark souls to sekiro is is in demon souls and dark souls you can level up and get stronger and eventually overpower the enemies that you face. You get new weapons, you get new stuff in Sekiro. You're literally dependent on your ability to respond to the fights in front of you. You get, (laughs) you get small health boosts throughout the game, but you never actually gain in strength. I can really gain in strength. No, like the the things that you do increase on, it's like your resistance to, or your ability to break the parry, the parry meter of your enemy mm-hmm. and your health gets larger. But other than that, you're at the mercy of getting really good at fighting enemies. Like you have to do it. Otherwise you're, I'm, you're stuck. Yeah. And I will ever be stuck at this character unless I will commit to the, the act of like getting better at the game. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm I'm at that point right now where I yeah. want to bang my head against the game until I beat it. Um, I don't think that's for me right now. I'm enjoying I mean, that. That's how there. I felt about Uncharted's uh, crushing mode. Like we've already talked about that numerous times. I don't have to rehash it all, but like it was totally unbalanced. Like you know, like <laughs> you just spent but so much time. It's but it is it is unbalanced in the sense that you signed up for it when selecting hard. Right. I, I knew it. I expected it. Yeah. yeah. I was actually, you know what, 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 what was fucked up? This is what's fucked up. I played crushing <laughs> on one, two and three and it mm-hmm. really wasn't that hard. It was manageable, but then I got to four and that that's when they just, it was full tilt fucking book. Okay. Man. So that, so that actually wasn't there's something to that because right. you would have experienced what you considered a baseline for the other games at right. the same named tier of difficulty. Yeah. And then 
game four came out and it was and all of a sudden you're like holy fucking shit this is nowhere near what i was there just were parts that were through. there was in all fairness to Druckmann, there were parts that were <laughs> manageable like i got to parts where it was hard but i figured out a way to like stay in like a corner yeah but that one part that shipyard part there's nowhere to hide you're just fucking dead and <laughs> and the only way you get through it is sheer uh uh you know what what is what do they call it threading Muscle the needle memory. No, oh, threading yeah. the needle kind of luck. Like mm. you threaded it luckily. Just, and you just made it... near avoidance of yeah, like, like the, the analogy of, of like shit. you're you're flying. You've seen it in like space movies that you love. Oh yeah, you're yeah, flying sure. the starship to get through like like with the Millennium Falcon to get out of like yeah, a, yeah. a keyhole sized yeah, fucking space. Real, something real. There, there's a there's a clip from my interstellar scene where you're like you know yeah you're spinning and he's attaching the. There's a clip for when I was playing uh, Metal Gear Solid from my t- 2017, no, 2018 Metal Gear March. Um, and yeah. Neo Ayushi was actually in my stream with me in the background. And uh, I was fighting the helicopter fi- fight on the roof of, uh, of the, the building in, in Metal Gear Solid. And I was tracking it with the rocket and I launched my, uh, my missile and it was like right at this debris pile. And like, I didn't realize that because like I was tracking the helicopter, not watching like exactly where it was going. Missile took off, flew with the debris, but like it just, it went right through the geometry and then right over and then actually hit the helicopter. And I said, did you see me thread that needle? So that's, that's the terminology. (laughs) Did you see me thread that needle? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Because like sometimes you just get that luck. And in that final moment in the shipyard, when I was able to kill the two big, there's two like heavy gunners or whatever. I, I was managed to kill them and I managed to kill all of the little guys that kept k- killing me, the, the ads that were with those guys. When I finally did it, you know, I was just like, holy fucking shit. That, mm-hmm. Like, I'm never going to play the lottery, like, ever. That was the lottery. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I won the lottery. <laughs> yeah. That was the moment. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. dislike Final Fantasy VII Remake at, at all. I think it's that's a, your thesis statement right there. Actually, yeah. I don't dislike this game. No, it's okay. it's it's got a rich narrative, and I you know you telling me that that world just gets bigger in subsequent games, like that they expanded um, the original game, like it, this one part of yes. the original game to become yeah. a bigger story, makes me just yeah. want to play the full story and like. And really Dude, I, I highly recommend when you're done this, um, play the original. Like, well, what I was going to ask earlier, what's that available on? What can I get on my Switch? Everything, literally every single thing. Your iPhone, the Switch, the PS4, like the computer, your goddamn microwave. Everything plays Final Fantasy VII these days. So you're good. Whatever okay. you want to play it on, it's there. <laughs> yeah, I might do that. I'll probably do that. Just to, just to yeah. see how that game plays compared to what I'm doing. Yeah. After the the show last uh, last week, Neo, uh, after you'd gotten off, we were just we were chatting and stuff, and I was showing him like some screenshots of like the overworld, like how it changes to that, and like some other like you know areas and things, and how there are multiple continents, let alone one city where the world takes place, and how it just really expands Most outward. And just it's crazy. Yeah, it's like uh, what are they going to do in subsequent versions? Is it going to be? Just and like, that's the thing. No one knows, man. Like. There's so much to this game, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, when you're when you're done, you should listen to our spoiler cast. We we talk a lot oh, about yeah, like because you did do the that. future yeah. potential that this game has. Yeah, you know? 
Yeah, I should me, go back and listen to that. I, I never listened to it because I wasn't sure about, if I was going to play it. Like I was, I was, I was proof positive that I thought there could be a possibility that I would play it. I didn't want to listen to that at all, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fun game, man. I think it's pretty. It cool. is. It's very, 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 very well done. Definitely drives Mrs. Felix up the wall because I, you know, especially that Hell House fight, I was like screaming at it all the time. <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. She is truly a saint. <laughs> she really is, man. She really is. Um, oh, fuck. I guess that's the show. Is that the yeah, show? I mean, yeah, I think that's we, we found a good good conversation about difficulty and we came to somewhat of a conclusion. Yeah. That I need to just not do the harder difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly your call. But I think difficulty is difficulty. Uh, difficulty spikes and unbalanced things do feel bad for sure. I think, I think for your situation specifically, Felix, when it comes to playing a brand new game, you rip the shrink rack wrap off, right? Jumping into the hardest difficulty without knowledge of the systems and the things that make up the game, you're going to, you're going to have a a bad time. I understand that now. Yeah, I would too. I don't like going into games at that high level when I don't understand it or like have even like touched it yet. Right. You, they, you never start like in Monster Hunter, as an example, since we're that's this week. Um, they don't start you off pl- fighting the Magnum Mallow monster, right? The fucking boss, big bad boss of the game. They start you off on the little little dinky birds and like the little the little guys. Right. They build you up to that because they want to teach you how to how to get better first. Then they throw the hard stuff at you, which is what I'm hoping for the game. I'm hoping they throw hard stuff at me it's, at some point. I look. If you're only a quarter way through, I I feel like they definitely will. I can't wait. I'm excited. Well, on that note, well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> on that note. That's it. Uh, I've been Neo Yoshi. You can follow me at Twitch.tv/slash Neo Yoshi. I'm streaming again a little bit. Uh, no schedule. I'm just doing it when I have a free evening and when I have free time. Um, so just smash nice. that notification bell. So you see when I go live, it'll mostly be evenings um, for the sh- for sure. Uh, Twitter.com slash Neo underscore Yoshi for Twitter for updates on that. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is on the menu right now, boys, and um, maybe some shooters. I'll, I'll throw some Valorant in there. Maybe I do want to play that more. Um, and maybe some Final Fantasy. If we get trip up to uh, up to the high end game and we'll play some of that, baby. Yeah, hey, let's go. Trip zero. Uh, again, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. I am Trip Zero. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash TV, and my socials are all also TV. so it's very easy to find. I stream Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays during the week. Right now, I'm playing Stardew Valley as my primary game, working on the 100% goal. Um, but yeah, maybe during the end of the streams, we float on into something else, like I've been doing Final Fantasy. Um, Destiny has a new season in about a month, month and a half, and that new season is going to bring back the Vault of Glass, the very first raid ever. Oh, so um, I need to be preparing for that. So there's Stardew fun, then late night fun. It's a fun time. Give me oh, that fuck. follow, and I will see you over there on uh, on the Twitch machine. Oh, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to do that. Yeah. It's got to uh, reallocate that, that free time. Felix, this, this Felix is Hergood. Old Felix Hergood here. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm on Twitter at Felix Hergood and twitch.tv slash Felix Hergood. Uh, one of these days I might get back to streaming. i working through a lot of health issues right now, so that's my priority. So it's not streaming. 
Um, I'll once I get through that or feel better about that, maybe I'll revisit it. But you know, for now, just catch me on Twitter and the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm here every Wednesday. Yeah. So. Obviously. Yeah. Thanks for catching the show, dudes. I will catch you next week. See ya. So the wall market music, huh, Felix? It's like in my fucking head. And then it just starts fucking over.